At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game. Guessing lines for week number nine right here at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However you take us in, we appreciate it. There is so much to get to. And we cannot do it without the star of the show. Each and every Monday during football season, my mishpucha runs the South Point Hotel Casino behind us. The sports book, that is. Not the entire hotel casino. The sports book part of it. Chrissy Andrews. How you doing, man? I got enough problems running the sports book. You don't want to give me those whole joints. I couldn't do it. <laughs> you don't want to run the buffet <laughs> No, no like way. That. I couldn't do it. Wearing your, wearing your Pittsburgh Steelers tie. What, what did I... Jeff, what did you greet him with? Oh, your ridiculous football team. What did you say? The ridiculous Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the AFC North at this rate. Well, they're they're a game behind. They're half a game out of the wild card. I mean, they're in the hunt. By the way, I wore this, you know, well, obviously because the Steelers won. Yeah. But also uh, a gift just in the last couple of days from Roxy Roxborough. Oh, there you go. So Shout out to Roxy. If I can't wear this today, when am I going to wear it? There you go. Well, that's exactly right. I'm sure you'll have other Pittsburgh garb. Well, I have my Pittsburgh socks. I don't yeah. think... <laughs> If I was a gymnast, I could show them to you. But uh. there is, there is. First of all, I, I guess you guys had a spectacular week behind the desk. We did. Okay, yeah. so we're we're talking about a an NFL weekend. We'll get to every little detail we can in the next two hours. Uh, a weekend where the Vikings, Bengals, Lions, and Colts were the most picked teams in circa million three. I'll say that again: the Vikings, Bengals, Lions, and Colts in that order. Uh, a weekend where Geno Smith, Mike White, Trevor Simeon, and Cooper Rush won National Football League games. Uh, and the Bengals alone in Survivor, Circus Survivor, and I think this is reflective of most Survivor pools around the nation, took out over 40% 
of all entrants. When all was said and done yesterday, 44.2% of all entrants were out. There, by the way, are the Circus Survivor eliminations from yesterday. Look at that, 40.9%. Wow. 871 of the 943 gone yesterday were on the Bengals. And we'll get to all the details about that here momentarily. So for the first time, and by the way, the, the Chiefs, who I'm on in Survivor, that's a whole mess of entries tonight as well. So hopefully no more carnage for those of us who have the Chiefs. But we have finally gotten to the point this year in that where we have fewer entries now than we did to begin last season. We finally got to that point. So Tell the whole story. The prize money's a lot more, too. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there were 4,080 entries this year, and there were yeah. 1,390, I believe, to start last year. But there's no time to lose, as they say. Let's go to Thursday night because there's so much to talk about here. Well, you have uh, you have arguably the two best games of the NFL season to cover right out of the gate because the Jets are playing the Colts on Thursday Night Football this week. That's one of the best games of the NFL season? No, the two games involving oh, these the teams from yesterday. Yes, ah. for sure. Now oh, I understand yeah, what you're saying. You um, yes, so let's start with the Jets. The Jets beat the Bengals yesterday in the Survivor Carnage game. And for those who had the Bengals, we'll get to the stuff at the end here. But let's just say this, 34-31 to 31 Jets. In the first half of this game, the Jets were minus three in turnovers. They were minus three in turnovers in the first half of this game, and they were down three points. Mm-hmm. That's when you kind of knew something, something was going on here with this game. They were up seven to nothing in plus territory. Uh, Mike White threw a pick. It was returned 65 yards. They did make a goal line stand, but then Mike White turned right around, threw an uh, interception deep in his own territory. That led to a 7-7 to tie. By the way, the Jets also in the first half missed a 54-yard field goal. That didn't come back to haunt them. The Crowder fumble late in the half did. That led to a 17-7 to Cincinnati lead. White also was hurt midway through uh, the Jets' first drive of the third quarter. Josh Johnson came in briefly. Joe Flacco wasn't ready yet. But here's the deal. The Jets scored on five straight possessions between the second and fourth quarters. Three touchdowns, two field goals. With White back in the game, they were down 31-20. to He engineers an eight-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. Ty Johnson, 19-yard touchdown uh, catch. Two-point play fails. First play for Cincinnati on the ensuing drive. Shaq Lawson from point-blank range tips the Burrow pass, picks it two plays later. White to Croft for 13 yards. White then catches two-point trickeration from Crowder, who's been great everywhere he's been. Duke, Washington, Jets. 34-31 Jets, and just like that, we have drama. The Jets stopped the Bengals on the ensuing drive, but with all three timeouts and a two-minute warning left, the Bengals correctly punted the football. Here's where it gets wacky. The first of a myriad of wackiness yesterday in the NFL. With 2.08 left, two minutes and eight seconds left in the game, Cincinnati has all their timeouts. The Jets then try to bail out the Bengals. Elijah Moore on a reverse runs out of bounds. Yeah. With 2.04 left. Yeah. And for those of us who were not on the Bengals and Survivor, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Then at the two-minute warning, the Jets' false start. So it gets to third and 11 at their own 20. Cincinnati still has all three timeouts. Mike White, who had a spectacular game, which we'll get to in a minute, throws it short of the sticks to Ty Johnson, a play that had no chance of converting whatsoever. Ty Johnson then, like any football player might do, lowers his head. And Mike Hilton, the DB of the Bengals, has the horrific luck, apparently, yeah. as we learned moments ago, moments after, yeah. of ducking his head at the same time. And his call, a flag goes on the field. He's, you're like, oh, my God, what is this flag? Unnecessary roughness, helmet yeah. to helmet. Horrible call. Horrific. Yeah, horrible call. I mean, just horrible. 
Cincinnati still has two timeouts. They use one of them after a short first down game. Then on second and eight, Michael Carter could have clinched the game, but inexplicably, inexplicably slide short of the sticks. You're like, well, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, third and one. Then Mike White sneaks the ball. I have no idea to this moment if he got it, but we never saw a measurement. They gave him the first down. Ball game. I'm texting Jeff. I'm like, how did he slide? How did, is, are they going to measure? Nothing. First down. Yeah. We win. First down. We meaning everybody who didn't have the Bengals. White ends up. Mike White, the great Mike White, and dare I say Jeffrey, who's a Jets fan. Do we have a quarterback controversy if he keeps playing this way when Zach Wilson is healthy? Me thinks we do. I think we do. <laughs> Mike, Mike White out of Western Kentucky, 37 of 45 for 405. 405, only Cam Newton with more in his debut since 1950. The most by a Jet since Vinny Testaverde in 2000. Three touchdowns, those two picks I mentioned. Uh, sacked twice. He only threw eight incompletions on 45 passes. Carter, 15 of 77 on the ground with a touchdown, nine catches, 95 yards. Crowder, eight for 84, 511 total yards, and all the while being minus two in turnovers for the game. Minus three in the first half, but minus two in the game. And then there's the Colts. I mean, we, we, this is going to take a whole show to do one game. This is the Colts who lose to the Titans. More on the Titans later because that's the other thing that happened this morning. Derrick Henry could be out for the year, in case you missed it, <clears throat> which is just so sad for oh, football man, yeah. fans. It's so sad for betters, which we'll, I'll get to also. But Indianapolis, they lose to Tennessee. Indianapolis had a fourth and two at the Tennessee 38, less than you know, barely two minutes into the game. They converted. They got a touchdown on a subsequent fourth and goal from the two. Then fourth and three at the Tennessee 40 with 259 left in the first quarter. They were up 14 nothing. They went for it and failed. That led to a Tennessee touchdown drive. So those are some of the fourth, the fourth down shenanigans of the first half. But while Carson Wentz's ball handling is, is clearly the most awesome thing I've ever seen, what have we said on this show over and over? He does that whirling dervish Jameis Winston thing, and it just kills him. And he, at the most important time of that game, 24-24, first and 10 at their own eight, with 133 left in the fourth quarter, Wentz, one of those things where he shifts it to the other, other hand, and he just throws it up in there. Elijah Molden, two-yard touchdown interception. Is that the worst interception you've ever seen? Yes. I'm 65 years old. I've been watching football since I can remember. Might be the worst interception I've ever seen in my life. Given the circumstances. Given the circumstances. Yes. Tie game with, would you say, a minute? 33. 93 seconds left 93. in the game. At your own age. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that that's just so incredibly stupid. Just stupid. But you know what the Colts have up their sleeve, Chrissy? They have perfected the throw the ball up in the air. They've done this two <laughs> weeks in a row. You've talked about this, yeah. They throw it up in there. More teams should incorporate this. I'm not even joking. Throw it up in the air and have a DB run mindlessly into your wideout and get a big flag, spot a foul. So they did it yesterday, uh, first and 10 at the Tennessee 46 with 133 left in the third quarter when they were down 17 to 14. And then, of course, famously, after that horrible pick, a PI in the end zone, uh, second and 10 at the Tennessee 43 with 32 seconds left in the game. And we're going to overtime. Of course, then Wentz throws another pick with 556, yeah. 556 left in overtime from his own 27. <laughs> Kevin Byard returns it to the 30. That led to Randy Bullock 45-yard. I heard some guys on the The second pick was worse than the first. No. 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 I'm sorry. No, it was no. not. Yes, Jeff. You know the bizarre thing, from a, just from a gambling perspective, with the Wentz pick six? That actually, other than an incomplete pass, a pick six was significantly better for Colts betters than a safety. 
because right. because obviously yeah. uh, maybe they don't even get the ball back. Right. They're guaranteed to get the ball back. Of course, they score a touchdown. And let's face it, you get the ball first in overtime, you're going to win more times than not. The theme of both of those games is that the NFL seriously has to change those two rules. The, the spot of foul pass interference, you have to... Yeah. You have to be able to make it 15 or that. And I know people are like, oh, just what we want, more subjectivity for the refs. I'm sorry, that changes the game too much. I, I've been saying that for years. Yeah. Should either be, you know, one more decision for the refs, I understand, but either spot a file or 15 yards and a first down. You know, I've, I've said this to Brent before, Brent Musburger, and he says, well, yeah, well, now then, then all the D-backs will just grab him. It'll be a 15-yard penalty over and over. I'm like, that's fine. That's better to me. By the way, the other thing is that the runner lowering, going back to the Bengals-Jets thing, the runner lowering his head yeah. and the defender playing actual football and getting flagged for playing football, we've got to, this just, you cannot bet on this stuff. Anyway, all of that to say, and we'll talk more about it over the break, but that was the fact that these two teams ended up playing each other with probably the most eventful games, and there were so many eventful games yesterday. I have Indianapolis minus seven and a half. Whoa. You're way low. Am I? Yeah. It's 10 and a half. My numbers come more like 14. Oh, my God. And I know we've gone this whole segment. We're almost getting one game in. Yes. (laughs) So we'll talk about it after the break. We knew this was going to (laughs) happen. This thing where the Colts are overrated by the market. Yeah. I'll take the Jets. Okay. We'll Uh, talk about it afterwards. Let's talk about it afterwards. Um, So much coming up, including, you know, waiting on a Derrick Henry MRI this morning. We'll talk about it all. A numbers game at Visa Guessing Lines, the Sports Betting Network. In case you missed it this morning, here is the what only can be described for all football fans, and, all, and, and I believe football betters as well, which I'll get to momentarily, as really sad news. Uh, Derek Henry, this first from Adam Schefter over at ESPN. Um, you may have seen Derek Henry limping on the sidelines during the game yesterday. I didn't really think anything of it. Um, as I'm sure most didn't, but this morning, Adam Schefter, Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury during the Titans' 34-31 win over Indianapolis. Sources reported to ESPN, Henry is undergoing an MRI today to determine the full extent of the damage. And then Jay Glazer has added to this by being a little more specific on the injury. Jay Glazer saying, hearing Derrick Henry broke the fifth metatarsal of his foot. No bueno, says Jay Glazer. No bueno indeed. And for me, in a sport, in a, in a league, the NFL, where betting preflop ATS is about as plinko as it comes, betting the Titans, for those of us who had them ranked, I think, appropriately much higher than conventional wisdom, and I think that's bared out the last few weeks, this was one of the few little slivers of betting edge I think we've had in this league thus far this year, and now that could be going away. So just and just brutal for football, and then of course it has implications in all kinds of betting markets, like most rushing yards, offensive player of the year. Um, but all of that just that was that was what made the Titans so interesting and such a different kind of football team is that they were a throwback. They always had this get out of jail free card with Derrick Henry, and now I don't. Is there a player that means more to his team than Derrick Henry does? Not a non-quarterback. Not for a non-quarterback for sure. Here's their last three games. They beat the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Colts. Yeah. What happens now? Speaking of which, let's get back to the Colts for a second. We'll get to the Titans later. Yeah, I think your number is way too short. I see the game 10 and 10 and a half. I'm going to be on the high end of the market, 10 and a half. Uh, First of all, 
it's the Jets. Let's not get carried away. It is it was the one Jets. game. Michael White yeah. played great. You Micah, know, those, Micah White. Michael White played great. <laughs> that's, that's inside enough. joke. Yeah. Uh, but it's still the Colts. I've say I say this anecdotally. I can't go back and prove it because my thought process here is way too subjective. But I think on these Thursday night games, the veteran team, the the veteran coach, the veteran quarterback is going to way outperform. You have a, a rookie staff with the Jets, not just the head coach, the whole staff. You have a he's not a rookie, but a completely untested quarterback before yesterday. I think those kind of factors weigh in on the Colts. And I, I like the Colts a lot in this game. My wow. numbers come to like 14. Wow. Uh, and, and, again, I'm looking diminishing returns. Mark that off on your bingo card. You know, but I thought that was probably a little too high. But I, I'm going to be on the high end of the market here. Like I said, it's 10, 10 and a half. I'm going to use 10 and a half. I, I can't disagree with anything you've said. And Mike White could be a one-hit wonder. We don't know. Right? Um but I just don't understand the love for the Colts. I just don't. Well, you know, I got to say I, I had them too. You know, I mean, I had that love for them too. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the games. Uh, I think when we went back the last week, that wasn't one of the sides I gave. But uh, I had two winners, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but that was not one of them. But I did like the number higher on the Colts. So, I like I like the move on the Colts. I, I didn't dispute it. But uh, I understand what you're saying. Jeffrey. Maybe we have a shorter game to get to than that that last one, which is epic. Well, it goes goes backwards from there. Houston and Miami. Oh, there's not much to say here, is there? One and seven versus one and seven. Can I make two lines? A Terod Taylor line and a Davis Mills line? I think I will. Houston yesterday in defeat. And what a cosmetic score that ended up being. Oh, 38 to 22 after being down 38 to nothing uh, to the Rams yesterday. Davis Mills, 29 of 38 for 310, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times. Brandon Cook, 6 of 83, or 6 for 83 for a touchdown. And then Miami loses to the Bills. Tua, 21 of 39 for 205, no touchdowns, one pick, sacked twice. Four for 10 on the ground with a touchdown. Devontae Parker, eight catches, 85 yards. But only 262 total yards for the Miami offense in their 26 to 11 loss at Buffalo yesterday. The Miami offense, just painful to watch. They were... Uh, Minus two in turnovers, including a horribly botched snap inside the red zone at the 12-yard line with the game tied 3-3 three to three with 24 seconds left in the second quarter. The, the snap hit a, uh, a Mike Gusecki. I think Mike Gusecki was in motion. Mike Gusecki was in motion, and it hit him, hit him in the booty or something, and then it was a fumble. It was just awful. Nine penalties for 58 yards also for the Dolphins. Flores, by the way, down 17-9, to went for two, got it to make it 17-11 to with 9.39 left. So on another day, we could have the whole knocking it down from 8-6, to two-point conversion conversation, because I'm all for it. And I know some people, it makes their heads explode. Yeah. But mathematically, it is the thing to do. It is. If you want to win the game, yes. that's the thing to do. Because ult- ultimately, it gives you a, a roughly a 45% chance, trust me on the numbers here, of winning the game. Whereas kicking the extra point essentially gives you a 88%, no, 91% chance of tying the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Once anyway. it was explained to me, I, I, yeah. I understand. Anyway, it's, it's Houston at Miami. If it's, if it's Davis Mills, it's Miami by seven. If it's Terod Taylor, it's Miami by no more than three. Well, I made the number considering uh, Davis Mills the quarterback. Um, so I'll go seven. Uh, well, I'm, my numbers came to six. Okay. You know, I, I mean, Miami, he's eh, talking about disappointing. They, I don't know if they're the most. they got to be the most disappointing. Yeah, maybe the most. And my numbers come to six. I see it's seven. 
there's some seven with juice on the favorite. I see seven and a half juice on the dog. I'm going to open seven. I think it's a decent place to start. We're going to go there. Okay. Next, Jeffrey. Denver at Dallas. Denver at Dallas. Oh, God, Denver, too. It just doesn't matter what team you bring up. There's something to talk about today. Denver beats Washington. They snap a four-game losing streak in the process. Teddy Bridgewater, 19 of 26 for 213. One touchdown, no pick, sacked four times. Melvin Gordon, 10 of 47. 10 for 47, rather, on the ground and a touchdown. Three catches, 15 yards, and a touchdown catching the ball. 7 of 13 on third downs were the Broncos. They only had 273 total yards. They only had 17 first downs. That was plenty to beat Washington, 17 to 10. <laughs> oh, God. Denver did nothing, still beat Washington. And covered. And covered. That was one of the sides I gave us. It was Denver. <laughs> Here's the thing that happened. I'm bragging about that. <laughs> With 37 seconds left in this game, Denver's up 17 to 10. Denver decides, you know, we're going to run the football. They fumble it and recover it on first down. And you're like, whoa, what an opportunity that was, that was for Washington. My goodness, that was the moment. Second down, Denver decides you know, we're going to throw the ball and risk an incomplete pass to stop the clock also because why make Washington use timeouts? Incomplete pass. Third down, you're like, okay, at this point, Denver, you fumbled on first down and were lucky enough to recover. You threw an incomplete pass. Just just have Teddy Bridgewater kneel on it. Nope. They run it, and they do fumble it again, and this time they lose the fumble. With, 20, with 21 seconds left, Washington gets the ball to Denver 24. Like, this is Pisarchik without the return. This is just like you can't – if Denver – forget if they lose it. The coaching staff should be fired on the spot. Of course, Washington couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> oh, God. Who are they playing? Oh, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas last night, man. Yeah. Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, yeah. they sit Dak and they beat the Vikings. That is, This has more to do with the Vikings to me than it does the Cowboys. Uh, yes. But we'll get to that. The Cowboys, Cooper Rush, 24 of 40 for 325. Two touchdowns, one pick, sack three times. Cooper, eight for 122 to touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, six catches for 112. Wilson, three catches for 84 and a, and a game-changing touchdown. Also, one of one as a passer for 35 yards. What a beautiful dime that was on the run. How gorgeous was that pass from Cedric Wilson? They were 7-14 on third down. Dallas won that game last night, minus two in turnovers, despite have, being minus two in turnovers, and despite committing 11 penalties for 96 yards. And the Cowboys go to 6-1. and one. Cowboys by a bunch here, I would think. I would think it'd be close to 10. I said Dallas minus 9.5. That's no. exactly what my number really? comes to, nine and a half. Wow. Uh, most guys have this off. Westgate, kudos to them. They have it up, eight and a half. That's the only one in town. I see it as low as seven and a half on the, uh, on the Internet. Uh, I'm going to wait. Just Dak means too much, you know. Um, but, you know, nine and a half, I think, with Dak. And I, I, I kind of have a hunch he'll play. Here, it gives me a, a minute for a little speech that I have with, you know, all these, you know, anytime you're betting dogs and people always look at you, oh, they have no chance to win. And I was, and Cooper Rush is a good example. Every guy who's in these leagues, whether it's the Major League Baseball, basketball, football, they remember, can play that, a little. remember that guy in high school that was way better than everybody else? Yeah. He's probably not good enough to be on one of these rosters. Yeah. The rosters are filled with guys that are way better than that. So don't think a dog has no chance to win a game. It's such a great point. I said about tennis a lot, too. There were, there were two guys in my high school that could beat anybody in D.C. Yeah. They were so great. And I saw them at the, like, the, the tour stop, the pro tour stop once, like years later, four years later after college. I was like, you guys going pro? They're like, kill. come on. Like, those guys are so much better better than we are. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, I, I could think of guys on my high school team, you know, the you know, baseball, football that never made it to the majors. Never made. It. I mean, I know one guy faced made uh, twenty two games pitch for the Cubs. We'll come back. More guessing lines. A numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We get tweets at beating the book. Hey, Gil, are they announcing NL MVP tonight? No. Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on MLB Network Live, they are announcing the three finalists for all of the major baseball awards. MVP, Cy Young, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year, AL and NL, but only the three finalists. We have to wait another week to actually get the winners of all of those, culminating with MVP on the 11th of November. So there's your answer to that. Uh, James underscore AG, my favorite stat uh, after the weekend, Pete Carroll and Geno Smith, 3-0 ATS. <laughs> That's pretty good. Tom F, T for three. More than any other day, I missed the uh, old updates with Flatterman. I just want to hear a snarky, Bengals lose to Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one. That's awesome. That's a good one. And numbers game tweeters are the best. Arthur Middleman, <laughs> Paris tennis picks, please. Football's killing me. <laughs> Uh, this is from the Charitable Gambler. Uh, guessing lines in, in 10 minutes. He, he tweeted this 10 minutes before the show. I believe Gill is 7-4 and four on the season with his initial NFL thoughts. Chrissy is 6-0 and oh in the last two weeks. I'm sure Uncle Jack would be proud, he said. Uncle Jack would be proud. Um, and then J-Rod. Oh, he's, he's responding to Aaron Schatz. The curse of 370 carries, I believe Aaron Schatz meant to say, not 370 wins with Derrick Henry's, uh, Derek Henry's uh, injury here. Um, let's see. Yeah. And Dan Cobalt. Yeah. I guess you can add the uh, Titans to the list of franchises that abuse slash don't protect their players. Derrick Henry on pace for a staggering 500 plus touches this year after 397 last year. What could go wrong? People always looking for yeah. a reason. Sometimes they're fluky. Sometimes they're not the better life. Timmy Lawson, new NFL betters must wonder what the hype is about when all the pros and experts are like, why do we bet on this? I, I was only expressing that to say, Forget the handicap of the actual game itself. Then you got to get through the coaches. Then you got to get through the referees who reared their head in the most ugly way possible yesterday in multiple occasions. So please understand the context. Well, and which players I running out of bounds yeah. when they're not supposed yeah. to. Players running like out that. of bounds when they're not supposed to. Exactly. Who had a 16-second drive yesterday with the lead? 
Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember who either. Jeff well, Parlay, you don't remember? Well, Somebody had a 16-second drive with the lead. With they? the lead. Burn a little clock, would you? Well, well, again, the worst drive of the day yesterday, though, was the what Neil said. The Bron- with the Bron- especially since we had uh, the Broncos in the contest yesterday. The, the Broncos were like an 11-second drive. 11-second, yeah. two fumbles, an incomplete pass, basically <laughs> yeah. giving Washington the only chance. Oh, that's the do. worst in the 16-second drive. Worse. <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> okay. thing ever. I apologize. I think it was 11 seconds. Don't hold me that. I think it was. All right, Jeff, what's next? All right, though. So- Coming up next, we get, oh, Minnesota at Baltimore. Okay. So, that, well, that's, listen, I'd like to say that's a good game on paper, but after seeing Minnesota yesterday, you remember how last week we were like, okay, five teams in the NFC are pretty much shoe-ins to make the postseason, mm-hmm. right? Dallas, Tampa Bay, uh, Arizona, the Rams, and Green Bay. And I think that still remains the same, but it's going to be a mad scrum for those other two. And we were like, well, Minnesota's got to be the leader in the clubhouse for those other two. Man... This was such a bad performance last night from the Vikings that it is hard to ever say that again. Kirk Cousins was 23 of 35 for 184. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Thielen was 6 for 78 and a touchdown. But the Vikings were 1 of 13 on third down last night. 1 of 13. If you were toggling back between that and the baseball game, you, you could never tell which game to stay on because it's like, oh, they're punting again. Oh, they're punting again. Oh, they're up four runs. Oh, now they're up four runs. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. Uh, plus two in turnovers the Vikings were last night. Didn't matter. Lost to the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys, 20-16. to 16. Baltimore's coming off a bye. I'm going to say Baltimore minus seven and a half. I don't quite like your number better, but it's close. I'm seeing five and a half, and there were some sixes out there that got taken. Really? I'm opening six. Give, give My it. number's come to six and a half. By the way, we haven't mentioned QBR yet. Yes. Kirk Cousins was 36.6. I really thought this would be like a 10 spot. I, I thought he was terrible. I mean, he did not oh. give his team the opportunity. What was he, 1 of 13, you said, on third down? 1 of 13 on third down. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's horrible. Um, so I like the higher number. You know, Ravens coming off the bye. I think Vikings look terrible. By the way, one of my winners last week is I picked Dallas, mm-hmm. of course, before the Dak Prescott stuff. And the parlay card guys... You know the main guy I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They were out. They could not get enough of Minnesota because I left it on the card. I had Dallas a two-point favorite on my ties win card. That's the one they like to play. Left it on the card. I figure what the hell. Anyway. <laughs> I figure what the hell. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and it was okay. But a little caveat here for Raven fans and betters in the future. This is their fourth straight home game. Is that right? I don't know that I've ever seen that before. With a buy in between? With is a buy in between? Is that right? They weren't in London, were they at all? That is that no. is factual. Yeah. That is Fourth correct. straight home game. I don't remember ever seeing that before in my life. That's crazy. Fourth straight with a buy in between. So maybe the Ravens are peaking right now for a sorted reason. But anyway, I like this game 6 and a half, but be wary of the Ravens moving forward. What's interesting is that so far this week already, I like more games than I liked the last two weeks combined, which... Might or might not yeah, be. I like the thing. Ravens in this spot, too. Uh, Vikings, the most picked team again, once again, in circa million well, three. Obviously, with the, yeah. with a static line, you can understand why that was the case. But again, Bengals, Lions, and Colts were also the second, third, and fourth most picked teams yesterday as well in circa million three. Uh, I love Baltimore at that number. Yeah, me too. What's next, Jeff? Also, Mr. Dinosaur, Mike Zimmer's got to be out of a job sooner rather than Oh, later. I saw Parlay's tweets oh, last man. night. They were pretty good. Um, you must have had Minnesota. I'm well, we had him in the contest, but I didn't, okay. I didn't, I didn't but, love that but, sign. That was just one of those. But you know where, what? He's, well, he's a defensive guy. I think their offensive coordinator might be worse. Like, it's the, it's, 
and that's who Kubiak? Look, dude, two oh, guys. that's Kubiak? So, I mean, you're talking about a, you know, I think you said it, a dinosaur, a, a Jurassic coaching staff. That's bad, man. That you need a blend because look terrible. at the Jets' coaching staff is horrible too, with all young guys. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. we need a blend here. Yeah. The, uh, put put uh, put Lafleur in the booth, and he's apparently the best offensive mind in football now. So uh, <laughs> there you go. There, uh, interesting game. Patriots at Panthers, four and four against four and four. Right? Patriots beat the Chargers. Man, let me just say this: our power ratings are in shambles. <laughs> Everybody's power ratings are just exploded after I made yesterday. a big adjustment on the <laughs> Patriots after yesterday. Uh, and the Chargers, big adjustment too. Uh, Patriots at the Panthers. Mac Jones yesterday in the win over the Chargers, 18 of 35 for 217, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Damian Harris, 23 for 80 and a touchdown. The Patriots were 9 of 19 on third downs in their 27 to 24 outright win as a dog, three and a half point dog against the Chargers. Uh, they had a fourth and goal at the one with 8.39 left in the second quarter, down 14-7, to seven, incomplete. A lot of these teams are just allergic to field goals. Next time down, they kick the field goal, by the way. Uh, Carolina. Carolina wins yesterday against the Falcons. Carolina has allowed, this is an interesting stat, Carolina has allowed fewer than 200 passing yards six times this season. Whoa. That's an amazing stat. That is completely amazing. That was only 131 yesterday. Sam Darnold in victory, only had 13 pass completions. 13 for 24 for 129. No touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. He had eight carries for 66 yards. Chuba Hubbard, 24 for 82 touchdown. 10 of 17 on third down where the Panthers against the Falcons. They held the Falcons to 213 total yards. And it didn't look like it was going to start good. Chuba Hubbard fumbled on the very first play, led to a 3 to nothing Atlanta lead. Darnold hit his head on the turf. He had to leave midway through the fourth quarter. Um, just, I mean, he was banged up left and right, but it was enough to beat the Falcons, 19-13. to 13. I, I, All that put in the wash. I think the Patriots are the favorite. I think they're the better football team. I think certainly there's a, uh, there's a Belichick factor here. I didn't quite make it Patriots by three on the road. I said Patriots minus two and a half. Well, you're like, it, it's three. Uh, my power ratings come to five. I made a big adjustment on New England. I was very impressed. A couple things. We got flooded with New England money from sharp, sharp, betters i always let that influence me i have to take into account who is betting what and they flooded me with new england money they were obviously right i mean i think this team's coming around i'm looking again at qbrs uh mac jones 52.8 i thought it would be a lot higher Hmm. and uh, sam Darnold 56.3 i thought that would be a lot lower so once again the qbr a little bit deceiving but i think new england's kind of figuring it out with this mac jones and you know they're just the kind of team i've heard people say that uh practices hard so his teams get better and better and i know the practices are a little different with the you know kind of the last union negotiation but i think this team is getting better and better i have them raised pretty high so like i said my numbers come to five I'm going to open threes. I don't see anything lower, but I will be at the top of the market here with New England. I think I'm not going to get overly impressed with a Carolina win over a terrible Atlanta team. Yeah, I'm not either. If if New England makes the playoffs, can anyone besides Bill Belichick win Coach of the Year? Anyone. Just because of the sentiment of Bill Belichick. Like, oh, when they got the playoffs, Mac Jones, shoe in. No matter how Stefanski or McDermott or Zach McVay. Taylor still alive, Zach Taylor would still be alive. Well, maybe not after yesterday. Maybe. 
I, I'm just saying it's, it's it's just like Brady's is the MVP to, to lose. I just think Belichick's is coach of the year to lose. Quick, quickly, I will say this: if the Pittsburgh Steelers make the playoffs, Mike Tomlin deserves a crack at that award too. Uh, amen. Yeah, we'll get to that. Is he going to go to college by any chance? I'm just curious. Sorry, That's he's a little unwavering on that. Let's <laughs> throw that in. Come we'll come back. More guessing lines. Week nine. Numbers game. Lisa, the sports betting network. Skill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews. This is. Uh, Guessing lines, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Paul Carr, our soccer guy, who also used to work at ESPN Stats and Information and now works at True Media Networks, hosts the Expected Value podcast, chimes in on your question about four straight home games. Says last year the Steelers played four straight home games, though that was because a road game against Tennessee got postponed for COVID reasons. Before that, the last time a team played four straight home games in a season was 2016. Both the Dolphins and the Packers that mm, year okay. played four straight home More games. More often than I thought. I got to tell you, I would never have yeah. thought that. Never. Thank I, you, Paul Carr. Yeah, I, I, that one just came to me while I was doing Baltimore, and uh, I just don't remember seeing it. I missed the other couple. That's the other beauty of the show is that people who are actually regulars all yeah. listen in and, and can make corrections when and we can need research to. quickly. And by the way, the other thing we said, uh, you know, I was talking about Kubiak. It's Gary Kubiak's son who's the offensive coordinator. Clay Kubiak. But I wonder where he learned all of his uh, his offensive theory from. Anyway, point being that that coaching staff is doing a horrific job. Um, and getting back to Dallas for a second. Because we were just talking off air about how, you know, I've said for many years on this show, you can only win a Super Bowl with a quarterback overperforming on a rookie deal or a Hall of Famer. The last time, Nick Foles doesn't count because Carson Wentz was the guy that year, really. The last time a quarterback won a Super Bowl that didn't qualify in those two categories, you have to go back to Brad Johnson in 2002, Trent Dilfer in 2000, who had the great defense in Baltimore. You just, and so the, the, the joke of the economic structure in the NFL is that you are forced to make decisions on guys who are past the rookie deals but are clearly not solidified as Hall of Famers, like Jared Goff, like Kirk Cousins. You're forced to make a decision to give them $100 million-plus. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just talking about how Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, end up making the— it's, I don't know if the Cowboys are smart or if they just get so butt-lucky all the time, but do we have to give Jerry Jones credit for some of this stuff? Because that roster's packed. I don't have to do anything, Gil. Okay, I'm just curious. Didn't want to make you do anything you didn't want to do. <laughs> you must get yeah, I certainly don't want to give him credit. I'm just saying. All right, what's next? <laughs> Buffalo and Jacksonville. Buffalo and Jacksonville. Oh, that's going to be the largest spread of the weekend. Uh, Buffalo beats Miami. We already talked about that. Josh Allen, there's really not much to talk about that game. Josh Allen, 29 of 42 for 249. Two, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked zero times. Eight carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. He always fills up a stat sheet. Beasley, 10 for 110. Buffalo was plus two in turnovers, as we mentioned. Nine penalties for 80 yards, no problem. They still beat the Dolphins. And then there's Jacksonville. Can I just say that I liked Jacksonville yesterday? And I even grabbed him in-game at plus 10. Never had a chance. The Jaguars' record in North America is 0-6. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Go to London, they win. Stay here in North America. 0-6. It's a sixth straight game that Trevor Lawrence has had one touchdown pass or fewer. They're the only team in the NFL yet to score 24-plus points in a game this season. And let me just say, with the score, 24 to nothing. Now remember, 8 times 3 equals 24, last I checked. I think I learned that in third grade. Urban Meyer missed that class. Uh, he kicked the extra point. When they scored to make it 24 to 6, he's like, nah, 24 to 7 is good. Then 
Yeah. Just just to let you know at how ridiculous it is, he decided after that to kick an onside kick. Because if you're going to kick the onside kick after that, definitely kick the extra point before that and don't go for two. By the way, Seattle returned it to the house. <laughs> that was the end of that. Uh, I mean, I know the game is over, right? Like, I'm not trying to act like they were going to win the football game. But act like you care. Act like your head's in the game. You're a pro. Play to the gun. I'm that, sorry. That's, yes. that's your job. God bless. Or coach to the gun. Coach to the gun. Lawrence, 32 of 53 for 238. One touchdown, one pick sack once. Arnold was his big target, I guess. Eight for 68. Carlos Hyde, nine carries for 32. Six catches for 40. But 12 penalties for the Jaguars for 93 yards. They lost to a team in Seattle that only had 229 total yards of offense. Jacksonville's terrible. Buffalo by 13 on the road. How about that? You're light. <laughs> oh, uh, God. <laughs> You're light, he says, with disdain. With the complete disdain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 14. You know, some guys opened this game last night like 10 and a half. I mean, what they were thinking, I have no idea. Uh, we talk about diminishing returns. Those returns are going to have to really diminish to cover this game. I can tell you that. Yeah. My numbers come to 18 and a half. Uh, I'm going to open 14 and a half. There's no 14 and a half out there. I'm going to try to get ahead of the game here. I guarantee come kickoff, I'm going to be rooting for Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. So come in and get your 14 and a half off me as soon as I post them at, at 9.05. And by the way, I'm going to backtrack one game, too. I'm opening New England three and a half. I'm just going to get ahead of that Ooh, game, too. Look at you. And again, I'll be the only three and a half in the world. Come on in and play it. Yeah, for, for those who are wondering, again, if not listened to Guessing Lines before, I'm in a cocoon from yesterday. I don't know the numbers. I come up with, I think, what the lines will be. Chrissy tells me what he's going to post right after the show. These lines are not available at the South Point until this show ends in a little over an hour from now. And within that exercise, we try to extract some value from a betting standpoint for the upcoming week's games. Usually... And this has been tried and true over the years. Our first instincts on this show are better than any other instincts we have the rest of the week. Yeah. It's really true. Here's like three half points I'm giving you. You want to go play numbers that aren't there anyway? You can take six on the Vikings. You can take three and a half on the Panthers. You can take 14 and a half on the Bills. Nope. Nobody else has those. Come on. Jeff, are we still in the early window here? I believe. Probably. Yeah. We are. Yeah. This is a big early window, small late window this week. Oh, I hate that. What is it only? It's one of those. uh, Wonderful scheduling. Uh, How many late games? Only three. Three. Three late games, but we're still brutal. in the. Uh, we're still two in the really good we're going, ones, but we're going to Ohio. Battle of Ohio. Cleveland at Cincy. Cleveland at Cincy. All right. Here's where the Steelers come involved because Cleveland losing to the Steelers yesterday, fifteen to ten. The Cleveland Browns are alone in last place in the AFC North at four and four. They've had three straight games where they've scored seventeen points or fewer. Baker Mayfield, 20 of 31 for 225, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked four times. But boy, when he got a first down running, boy, was he excited at one point. Sit down, Baker. The uh, Cleveland Browns only had 306 total yards. They only had 96 rushing, which is really where their bread is buttered. They had a fourth and one at the Pittsburgh 39 to start the second quarter, up three to nothing. They went for it and failed. That's probably the right play at the 39. 488 most uh, penalty yards entering week eight. They tamped that down a bit. But here's the deal. Like Kevin Stefanski, who people love to love, they were down 15-10. to 10. He had all of his timeouts left. It was 4th and 12 at the Pittsburgh 26. Late in this game, they went for it. Instead of kicking a field goal, incomplete pass. You had all your timeouts left. Kick a field goal. You get the ball back. All you have to do is kick a field goal to win. Nope, they went for it. People are allergic to field goals. 
They love going for it on fourth down. That's why diminishing returns, we may have to amend that a little bit. They may not be so diminishing. They're playing Cincinnati. We talked about Cincinnati being the survivor killer yesterday. And we talked about the end of that game and what happened. But that's three losses this season. All three losses for the Bengals this season by a combined nine points. Joe Burrow, 21 of 34 for 259, three touchdowns, one pick, sack three times. Mixon, 14 for 33 and a touchdown on the ground, four catches for 58 and a touchdown, receiving. Higgins, four for 97. Boyd, five for 69 and a touchdown. Chase, three for 32 and a touchdown. Again, they had a fourth and goal at the Jets' three. We mentioned early in that game with 209 left in the first quarter, down 7 to nothing. They went for it. Burrow got sacked. But Mike White threw a pick, so they got it right back and scored. But again, they were plus two in turnovers. They were plus three in the first half and only led by three at the halftime. They were plus two in turnovers for the game were the Bengals. And again, the power ratings are in shambles. Cleveland at Cincinnati. I, I said Cincinnati minus three. I didn't know what else to say. Uh, my power ratings come to two and a half. It's mostly two and a half with some juice on the favorite, three with some juice on the dog. Since my power ratings come to two and a half, I'm going to open two and a half. Um, I'm going to take issue with you on one thing. When Baker Mayfield got up and, you know, exuberant after, I think that was a message because he, he got hit on his left shoulder, which we know was damaged. You know, so he got up, I think, to show the fans and his teammates is, hey, I'm still in it all the way. So I don't down Maker, Baker. Because he landed on his throwing shoulder. The he good landed shoulder. on his throwing the shoulder, shoulder. But he yeah. but he got hit on his left shoulder, which was bad. So, And by the way, we're talking about guys that are going to sign multi-million dollar contracts that probably don't deserve it. Hello, Baker. But I don't root against them. I really don't because I want the league to do well. But anyway, um, like I said, two and a half. Before we go any further, I want to tell you, so Ryan Grounty's in my office. He's the general manager here. We put in the, uh, we put in the Bengals score over the Jets. I said, Ryan, come here. He comes over. He takes a look at the results from that one game. His eyes got like this big. It was a good result for us. Second time you remember all time? Second time. I don't want to tell the other yeah. story. We'll save that for some other Second time. That Second ever... time that I saw Ryan's eyes get like this. Yeah. In a good way. That was a carnage-inducing survivor result. That's, that's for sure. True. We'll come back. More guessing lines. A numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Chrissy Andrews, of course, the star of Guessing Lines. How many years have we been doing this? Oh, my God. 100? 150? <laughs> Only seems like forever. Oh, it's been enjoyable ever since day one. This is a, this is a tweet from Tommy Collins at TommyCollins99. On a five-hour flight listening to the best show on VEASAN, does Chris take into account for any potential weather in his first numbers? Thank you for a great listen. Uh, and I answered him already, no. I assume uh, clear, clear and fast is what I assume at this point. Clear then by fast. Tuesday, I started looking at weather. Okay. That's, that's a solid question. Thank you, Tommy. That was a good question. This is from uh, Joe Pita. Joe oh, Pita, Joe who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Cannot yeah. wait for Joe Pita. He says... Um, I have no signal in the room. He arrived at the South Point. for uh, He's doing stuff here in town. He's coming uh, to the show tomorrow. He says, no problem. You guys are so enjoyable in the morning. I should book this as a condo and have my mail delivered here. <laughs> Hope we got one of the hardwood uh, floor rooms here at the South Point. Lovely South Point. Some of your fans waving to you back Somebody here. Some of waving to us. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. Hey. He's waving to you, too, Hey, Bill. how you doing back there? That's good. All right, next, guessing lines. Still in the 1 o'clock Eastern. Again, big 1 o'clock Eastern window this week. Uh, Vegas at the Giants. 
Vegas at the Giants. Okay, there won't be much to say here because Vegas is on a bye. We're on a bye this week. And the Giants have yet to play. Giants play tonight. So I'm among the people who have the Chiefs in Survivor. And so when a team like the Bengals loses in Survivor on a Sunday, but you have the Monday pick, you can't really get all that excited because you're like, well, I'm glad that happened. But, and I, and I said this last week number of times, I'm on a double digit. All of us who have the Chiefs tonight in Survivor are on a double digit or thereabouts home favorite in a standalone game. And we're terrified, just terrified. Oh, please, Chiefs. Chiefs, please, could you win this game? We'd appreciate it. Survivor's about to heat up. Um, There's nothing else to really say. We'll see what the Giants do tonight. They should have some players back tonight, though, namely uh, Kadarius Toney on offense, a couple other offensive players. Yeah, Barkley and Galladay. Galladay, yeah. They're both out. Oh, Barkley and Galladay are out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Raiders by four on the road. Once again, I like your number better. It's three, pretty much solid. Really? Um, huh. I'm, I'm going to open three. I really like three and a half better, but I'm worried about tonight. <laughs> I, too, am worried about not so much the Giants looking good, but the Chiefs looking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some reasons that I would want the Chiefs to at least be okay. <laughs> leave it at that. I'll leave it. Okay. Um, I, so I'll open three, but I think that's light. I really do. I think I, this number should be higher. That was Chrissy's way of saying he might, he might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know what the thing about the Raiders is? We were, we do our power rankings, but yeah. not only Jeff and I, but Matt Brown, Kelly Billen, and I on primetime action. And the one thing that we all kind of agreed on, at least Matt Kelly and I, was like, I, I do think we we possibly are disrespectful of the Raiders because yeah. they were not in our top ten. None of us. Well, like I said, I try to keep numbers. You know, I have a grading system. Not that I'm married to it or anything like that, but I definitely let it influence my power ratings. And Raiders are probably uh, higher than what your perception would be. So I, that's yeah. one reason I have them higher. Uh, and by the way, I had a note here. Uh, the Jets going on the road. On the, the Jets, if you look back, been much better at home. So just a note that I had. So I, I, I know you're like the Jets this week. I do not. I mean, I don't love them. Don't get I, me wrong. I have a mark next to the Colts. I, <laughs> I like the Colts. I like them. I don't mm, love them. I'd em. be careful. What's next, Jeff? Come on now. You, you got to like the future Hall of Famer there, Gil. Let's go. I love a quarterback controversy between Mike White and Zach Wilson. <laughs> as, as, White. Micah White. Or Micah White. Micah White. That's the whole thing. All right, next. NFC South, uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. We're still in the morning? This is the final 1 o'clock Eastern game. Boy, that's going to suck in the afternoon next week. Atlanta at New Orleans, the 3-4 and four Falcons, the 5-2 and two Saints. So the Saints become the team in the driver's seat for those last two playoff spots in the NFC. They're only a half game behind the Bucks in the AFC South and the NFC South now. Atlanta, we mentioned, uh, loses to Carolina. Atlanta now alone in last place in the NFC South. It's a losing record for the Falcons through seven games for the fourth straight season. So it doesn't matter who's been coaching through seven games, four years in a row, losing record through seven games. Ryan, Matty Ice, 20 of 27 for 146. Ooh. One touchdown, two picks, sacked three times. Only 213 total yards for the Falcons. They were only three of ten on third down. And they got the word before the game that Calvin Ridley, who missed a game a couple weeks ago for personal matters, uh, but he announced yesterday that he is stepping away from football to focus on his mental well-being. So there's a big fantasy player for some, obviously a big cog in the Falcons' wheel after 
you know, Julio Jones is no longer with the team. You figured Calvin Ridley would take up some of those, uh, some of that uh, play, and now he's he's stepping away. And so one would think Kyle Pitts would be the beneficiary of that, but you know he dropped a big pass yesterday. Also, it's just a, it's a team that's in turmoil. They're at the the Saints. Saints yesterday. I mean, of all the what wins, are we assuming about Jameis here before we go any further? Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. We don't know. Jameis yesterday, 6 of 10 for 56, and then if you one touchdown, no picks, he was sacked zero times, four carries for 40 yards. He was tackled. It was, it was flagged a horse collar. It wasn't really a horse collar, but it sort of had the effect of a horse collar where his jersey was grabbed and his knee was wrenched, and that was the end of Jameis yesterday. We don't know what his status is. Trevor Simeon, he of Broncos fame from some years ago, mm-hmm. and I use fame lightly. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon ended up coming in the game. He was 16 of 29 for 159, one touchdown, no picks. He was only sacked once, and he got the job done, or at least that New Orleans Saints defense got the job done in a big way. But Trevor Simeon did nothing, nothing at all poorly in this game, nothing to lose it for him, that's for sure. The Saints end up plus three in turnovers against the Bucks. They really are Tom Brady's kryptonite. Uh, there was a fourth and one at the New Orleans 44 with 11.01 left in the first quarter. The Saints went for it. Kamara got stuffed, and you figured, okay, well, this is going to be the Bucks' day. Nope. Uh, down 27-26, to 26, two minutes left in the game. Tampa Bay had two timeouts left. The Saints curiously called passes incomplete, incomplete first and second downs. Tampa Bay calmly used one of their timeouts after third down, after the third down play was short of their sticks. That was the 16-second drive. Six, okay, yeah. That was the 16-second drive. 16 seconds off the clock, up a point, incomplete, incomplete, and then Tampa Bay uses time. And I was just about to say great things about Peyton, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> That's right. What was Sean Payton thinking? I saw this stat. I hate stats like this, but I just thought I'd have to say it. Teams that apparently have won on Monday Night Football this year are 7-0 and the following game this season. Some little quirky, meaningless stat. But, of course, I had to say it, apparently. Anyway, New Orleans wins it. That's a huge win for New Orleans. Just a gut... Gutty win for the Saints, beating the Bucks. We'll get to Tom Brady's, you know, stats against the Saints and against everybody else. I'll say the Saints will be six-point favorites at home against their division rivals, the okay. Falcons. What are you assuming about Winston? I'm assuming I'm assuming no Winston. I'm assuming the same thing. Yeah, I've heard even some guys saying today he might be out for the year. The issue becomes Taysom Hill got concussed on October 10th against Washington. Mm-hmm. He still is not cleared to play. Wow. So can, yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I mean I know those can linger an awful long time. So are we looking at Trevor Simeon or are we I looking at we, Taysom? That's what I'm looking at. I said 6. Okay. Cuz that defense Cons- is really good. Okay, considering that I'm cons- that I'm thinking it's Simeon. I made the number 7. Wow. I think Atlanta is just god awful. Just terrible. They got bet against yesterday by wise guys. I I agreed with the move. Um, if you remember last week going into that game, I made it pick them. Uh, so I agreed with the move on Carolina. I think Atlanta's just horrible, uh, even though the 16-second drive notwithstanding. I still say great things about Peyton. You know, I, I've said it before on the show. M- not many people agree with me. But I think Drew Brees is a little overrated during his career. I think Peyton made him that much better. And here you go, Trevor Simeon. You know what his, his QBR? 65.0 yes. Wow. Really good. Yeah. For a guy. He looked very comfortable. He looked like a pro. All these you know? guys. Cooper Rush, Trevor yeah. Simeon, Mike White. He looked really good. All that being said, 
It's five and a half pretty much everywhere. I'm going to open six. There's another half point if you want to gobble that up. Be my guest. You'll be, have the Falcons going for you all week. You know, good for you. I think I like the Saints. Yeah, I like the Saints too. Jeff, but, you have a couple things on this. On this, yeah, two two quick things. Uh, uh, PFT uh, Pro Football Talk uh, reporting that the expectation is Taysom Hill is going to clear protocol and be available on Sunday for New Orleans. Uh, Jane Slater, Ian Rappaport, both of uh, NFL Network. Uh, Jameis Winston, apparent ACL injury Ooh. is what we're going with. Uh, potential damage to MCL. Sean Payton at the, right there too, at the yeah. end of the, in the postgame press conference used the word significant injury. That's never a good sign. So you're looking at uh you're probably looking at a, a a long time without Jameis here for New Orleans. A Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon situation now. Well, after the way Simeon played, I think I'd go with with Simeon. I, I really think I would. Well, you know, Sean Payton can't get himself enough Taysom Hill, though. Put him in whenever yeah, he can. Yeah, I know that. Reminds <laughs> me of Cordell Stewart, kind of, you know, the way they used Cordell. Yeah. Who was like an okay quarterback, but would great in that slash role that they used him in. Yes. You know. I, I would go with Simeon, and I like the Saints. Some just look at I me. Mean, we have more games to get to, but so far, like I like the Ravens. I like the Saints. Dare I say I like the Jets? Although you're you're caught. I, I got a you're, I got a mark next to the Colts. I yeah. like the Colts. You are sending me the yellow caution blinking uh, light. You're a big boy. You're gonna do what you want. I am a large boy. <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna do what I want here. Um, okay, uh, so we have three more afternoon games to get to. What is it? Three afternoon games left, and of course, two primetime games. And two primetime. Okay. And then we got to review what we have. Teaser legs we have to discuss. I don't even want to talk about Survivor because I haven't gotten through tonight's game yet, but I suppose we will as well. Because next week, oh my goodness, do you have a lot of games to choose from. Oh, again, 40 plus percent of Survivor, Circus Survivor, knocked out with the Bengals' loss yesterday. We'll come back, we'll do it all, all those games and all that. Right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have some great news for our Colorado based VSIN fans. We've partnered with Altitude Sports Radio, and starting today, all of your favorite VSIN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver. We're extremely excited about the partnership that brings VEASAN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all VEASAN shows live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver starting today. Information I probably should have uh, been told about before I went off on the Broncos earlier, but hey, call them like a season. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? By the way, also Altitude Sports Radio. Shouldn't it be Elevation Sports Radio? Oh, here we go. Just want to point that out as well. Okay. Maybe there's an error. You were asking, you, you sent off air that you were watching Curb last night. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. And then you were saying, oh, you wanted Susie Essman to do this thing for you. Yeah. You know, have I told you this story? Probably back, not. Back in my, uh, in my Johnny Unitas San Diego Charger year of, of music radio. Wow. My Joe Namath Rams year. You know, okay. the, the year where you know you're out, but you're not quite out yeah. yet. Uh, she came on the morning show that I did. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. And off air, I had her for, th- I was like, for 30 seconds, could you just curse at me like you would? And then I'll beep out the parts and run it back on air. So she did. She went nuts. Oh, me. my God. For 30 seconds, she just I, went off on I, t- I, I would, I'd give $1,000, which probably isn't much, yeah. to her, but to her favorite charity to put a message on my phone. Oh. But she has to use the word or the phrase, which she calls Jeff, yeah. fat. Yeah. Somewhere well, sure. mixed it. And I'm sure she'd figure out how to do that. She did. She was like, Gil, you four-eyed, you know. She just, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Susie on that show. She's, She's so tremendous. good. Oh, man. She invited us to the comedy show later that night that she did in San Francisco. Had Jeff Garland. I was awesome. Yeah. great. I've heard she's nothing like her character. Oh, no. Nothing yeah. at all. Nothing at all. Um, okay. Now we're to the afternoon games. What do we got? So only three afternoon games. This sucks. Yeah, very lame of the league after doing a really nice job of distributing the wealth in these games the first eight weeks of the season. <laughs> Chargers at Eagles is 4.05 Eastern. Talking about our power ratings going up in shambles. Chargers are down to 4-3 and three now. They're at the 3-5 and five Eagles. Justin Herbert yesterday, 18 of 35 for 223. Two touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times. What's going on with the Chargers all of a sudden? Eckler always fills up a, sh- a stat sheet. 11 for 64 on the ground with a touchdown, six catches for 60. Keenan Allen, six for 77 at a touchdown. They went for it on fourth and one at the New England seven in a scoreless game less than four minutes in. They converted it, went up seven to nothing. The Brandon Staley go for it part of the game. Though he has gotten a little uh, more nitty with the fourth downs lately. Poker term. Philadelphia. All right, so this is another one. Jeff, is this the uh, is this the moment where you do the uh, Dan Campbell Mia culpa from last week? Is this when you is this where you do it? I think all of us probably are. Uh, a lot of us are, are in that uh, camp yeah, there. Sign me up. Philadelphia destroys Detroit, forty-four to six. What was that? Jalen Hurts completed nine forward passes. He was nine of fourteen for hundred three yards. No touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Seven carries for seventy-one yards, though. Boston Scott twelve for sixty for two touchdowns. Howard, Jordan Howard, 12 for 57 and two touchdowns. Goddard, 6 for 72, catching. They held Detroit to 15 first downs and 228 total yards. Just destroyed them. They, and they didn't do anything. 44 to 6. But the Chargers will be favored despite them being on the road. I'll say the Chargers by 4. Wow, you're a little high. My power range come to 3. It's pretty much 2.5 everywhere. I see 1-3 really? with juice on the dog. I'm going to open 2.5. Give me the Chargers. Half. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Eagles. 
Uh, first of all, you know, Jalen Hurts, again, QBR. I like to use it, but yeah. it can be pretty deceiving. 86.3? See, I he don't didn't understand. do anything. I don't understand. And by the way, um, Justin Herbert had the second lowest QBR of the day, 16.0. The only one that beat him out on the low end was Trevor Lawrence, 11.8. It's not good for uh, my uh, Justin Herbert MVP take. No, no, sure. no. He's going to need to make a comeback. I'm going to open two and a half. Just, I, I don't, did I lower the Chargers enough on my power ratings? I did not raise the Eagles. Nary a bit off of that no. win. Uh, I was not thoroughly impressed. Chargers have to be lower than the power ratings, but two and a half I, at I, the Eagles? Yeah. I love yeah. the Chargers. Like I, said, I made it three. My power ratings come to three. Yeah. So I'm not going to you're, dicker. You're, post, you're posting out. three. Huh? You're posting three. No, I'm posting two and a half. Oh, you are. I, you know, I don't want to I, I don't play that game yet because, you know, the two and a half, three, they love because everything's at 11 to 10 here, you know. So I'm going to stick with two and a half for now. If I see it trending up, I'm going to go up quickly. Sorry I stepped on you saying you didn't want to dicker. My apologies. <laughs> so it's another yes. bingo. Where are we at? By the way, how great was that catch in the Pittsburgh game? Oh, in the fire youth? Unbelievable yeah, touchdown catch. catch. I really like that kid. Penn State kid, too. Um, okay, I like the Chargers. I like, to, I like way too many of these games. That terrifies me. What's next? You can count me on the Chargers bandwagon for that one, too. Philly, Philly's still not any good. I don't care that you beat Detroit by a 1,000. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. Yeah. Green Bay at Kansas City. Green Bay extra rest. Kansas City short rest. Green Bay having played on Thursday, having beaten the beforehand undefeated Cardinals no longer. Kansas City still yet to play the Giants tonight. Aaron Rodgers in that win over the Cardinals. 22 of 37 for 184, two touchdowns, no picks, sack once. A.J. Dillon, 16 for 78. Aaron Jones, 15 for 59 and a touchdown on the ground, seven catches for 51 yards. Remember, Green Bay was plus three in turnovers on Thursday night, toppling the Cardinals from the perch of the unbeaten. Green Bay is 7-1. and one. Lost their opener? By seven a million. Straight. Yes. Yeah, and then, to New Orleans, right? Yeah. With 38-3 or 35-3, something like that. And then I remember I had him in Survivor the second week, and it like wasn't that comfortable of a win over Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. They had a time of possession advantage, by the way, Thursday night of 37-35 to 22-25 as well. And Kansas City, again, we haven't seen them play. They played a night. They're favored by, what's the what's the current number on the Chiefs uh, over the Giants? 10 or 10 and a half. 10 or 10 and a half. And yet I'm Oh, terrible. I even see an 11 rearing. Oh, here we go. Here comes yeah. the Chiefs money. Um, this has to, I, I put Kansas City minus three because we haven't seen the Chiefs yet, and I still think for a team that has a losing record, we hold a special place for the Chiefs where the market will not allow them not to be favored by the standard field goal or what used to be the standard number. Well, I see it two and a half, Kansas City, two and a half or three with juice on the dog. I'm definitely open two and a half. My numbers hmm. come to pick. Another one, Yaquan will come in and bet the Chiefs, be my guest. Uh, I, and I, I retweet a lot of Jeff Fogle stuff, especially his analyses. You know, one, one tweet's worth. He puts in a lot of statistics, and uh, he talks a lot about the home field advantage. It is pretty much not there. Yeah. And I can't give – and I'm even giving Kansas City to, a grudging two points for home field. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I still come to only a pick in this game. You know, and I, I, like I said, I try to be as objective as possible making these numbers in my grading system that I use as a guide. Um, but I, I think this game should be a pick I'm not sure why Kansas City should be a favorite, whether it's home or not. I just don't see it. I think pick fine. If it went to three, and there is some threes out there, you could definitely mark me down on Green Bay.
Kansas City with a bit of an antagonistic relationship with their fans right now as well. Some of the players speaking out about how spoiled the fans have been. Really? We won a Super Bowl? Got to a Super Bowl? And now you guys are complaining about us? That's me paraphrasing. That always works well for the players when they oh, go after oh, their yeah. fans. Especially uh, when you go to do endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll say it again. Kansas City is a terrifying proposition tonight. Just win this game for those of us who mm-hmm. have uh, the Chiefs uh, tonight in Survivor. Um, teaser legs thus far. Should we wait to teaser legs at the end? Maybe we should wait to teaser legs at the end. Because right now, as I'm thinking about it, I guess Baltimore essentially to beat Minnesota yeah. would be a teaser leg-ish of Not sorts. great value, though. You know, No, not great value because you're not going through. But uh, let's talk about the Wong teaser legs. Yeah. And Jeff, by the way, Jeff Fogel has a good thing about that. He quotes uh, actually Captain Jack Andrews. How about the Ralph Michaels thing that he tweeted out? I thought weekend? that was good. I I, that some was people good. disputed that, but I, I think that was pretty good. And we had a five showed up yesterday. It was a dog by five, but yeah. still by five. So Wong teaser legs that we've gone over so far would be Carolina. Would you want to take eight and a half on Carolina versus New England? Uh, Did that end yeah. up being two and a half, by the way? Uh, not on my board. It's going to be three and a half. Okay, never mind then. I'm looking at my guesses. Um, So I don't know that we have. We don't know. Bengals are two and a half. Bengals, there you go. You could get the Browns up to eight and a half. Yeah, the Bengals. Cowboys Uh, will be outside of teaser range. Yeah, Eagles, you could take eight and a half. When you say Bengals, you mean the Browns would be a teaser leg. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Browns, yeah. The Browns would be a teaser leg. And, And Indianapolis is too high, so that's not one. So really only the Browns? Is that the only like traditional unless you're telling me that the Eagles, you could catch eight and a half on the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. So Eagles and Browns. Yeah. And maybe the and maybe the Packers. Maybe the Packers, yeah. Yeah. Eagles, Browns. You'll be able to do that on my board in, you know, forty minutes. Oh, the Packers would be a obvious teaser like, wouldn't it? I would say so. Yeah, except the high total, 55 and a half. Okay. You know, but still. Still. Uh, you know, I think that's. But that's a good point. Fits into the category. The Eagles I would not rush to bet at all because I think the Chargers could blow them out. And then the Browns I would. The, the Browns, the thing about the Browns every week is that you have to check the injury report because you have no idea who's playing. Injuries have totally eviscerated that season for them. They have. And I, I asked Lombardi last week, you know, the trade deadline is tomorrow. We haven't even talked about yeah. that because we've got to talk about the Deshaun Watson news that came down over the weekend. But I asked Lombardi, would they, would the Browns trade Odell Beckham Jr.? And he was like, who's going to take the contract? He's right. Um, you know, I, I know I mentioned it on the show, and I'm pretty sure he's listening right now. I know a guy that knows a guy. Yeah. And those people in the Giants organization, they were very happy to get rid of him. Coming back, guessing lines, numbers game, Visa, Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Mike Mishpucha, and uh, Jeff Parlay is here as well. In case you missed the big injury news this morning, both Adam Schefter and then later Jay Glazer sort of uh, specifying what's going on. Uh, report that Derrick Henry could be done for the year. Wait, here's another one right there coming up. Jameis Winston out, reportedly out for the season. Okay, so there you go. So we could have Derrick Henry done for the year because of a broken metatarsal bone in his foot. Uh, you may have seen him limping on the sidelines yesterday. Went back in the game, didn't get a whole bunch of run after that, but uh, that obviously would be... Just a massive loss for all football fans, certainly for the Tennessee Titans. No player means more to his team, non-quarterback, and maybe even quarterback, quite frankly, although not to align than Derrick Henry, because he is he's a special quirk to that offense. 
Um, and now we have uh, Daniil Hunter, some Daniil Hunter news for Minnesota. Not obviously as big, but still. Yeah, I'll have news on the Titans situation in a second as well. Uh, Daniil Hunter uh, feared to have suffered a torn pectoral muscle. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. Uh, Ian Rappaport and uh, Mike Garofolo of NFL Network on that report. Having an MRI this morning to confirm that diagnosis, uh, he would be out for the season if it is a torn pec. Yep. Uh, and that look, again, the free agent market, the trade market, not great for running backs, but also for me and Rappaport, the Titans expected to work out Adrian Peterson to uh, oh. in the wake of Derrick Henry's injury, which, hey, look, uh, Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest running backs of all time, uh, but uh, completely done as the last time he played. Listen, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, say anything negative about Adrian Peterson because, you know, people laughed when, when Washington picked him up and he played pretty, pretty well with Washington, given his age. So, I don't know. But, yes, that's where we are, that the Titans are going to work out Adrian Peterson. And, and as, as far as, again, today's Baseball Writers Association of America announcing finalists for all their major awards, tomorrow is not only the first college football playoff rankings, but it's also the NFL trade deadline. And Adam Schefter reported in the middle of the night, I think, this tweet came out. Because I, I went an entire Sunday without realizing this till yesterday evening that apparently nothing's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. That's the word. That he is just going to remain in this purgatory situation with the uh, Houston Texans. And that'll be the end of that. Well, they feel they want value, but who want who wants them? I mean, you want you know your quarterback often is the face of your franchise. You want this guy to be the face of your franchise? Uh, you don't at this point without legal stuff. Yeah, I mean settled. at this point, yeah, you, you, it's too big of a risk. And the only team that he appears to have cleared or appeared to have accepted right. as a trade, Miami, they came out with that strange statement last week where it was like, yeah, we'd like him, but we want everything resolved. Well, things aren't going to get resolved by tomorrow, so. That's where we are, which, by the way, let me just say this. From an NFL standpoint, Roger Goodell should be counting his lucky stars because if something happened and Deshaun Watson played this year, oh, the backlash that was going to come on that. But we'll see, 24 hours away, a little plus, 24 hours plus away from the NFL trade deadline. All right, last afternoon game, last of three. Another divisional rematch here, Gil. Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals at Niners. Cardinals with the extra rest losing to Green Bay last Thursday night. Kyler Murray was 22 of 32 in defeat, 274, no touchdowns, two picks, sacked twice. Again, the Cardinals were minus three in turnovers and were out time of possession, if you will, 37-35 to 22-25. San Francisco yesterday, they get to three and four. Jimmy Garoppolo, 17 of 28 for 322, no touchdowns, no picks, wasn't sacked. Five carries, four yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. How about that little line? Under Kyle Shanahan now, these ni- the Niners are 25-11 and 11 straight up in Garoppolo starts, 7-28 and 28 with all other quarterbacks. Elijah Mitchell, who they seem to like more than Trey Sermon, 18 for 137 and a touchdown. Debo, 6 for 171 yesterday. Ayuk even got on the box score. There you go, 4 for 45. The biggest play of that game, though, third and 19 at their own 16, 728 left in the third quarter, down 16 to 9. Garoppolo, quick little out pass to Debo. Debo takes it 83 yards, leading to a touchdown three plays later. And that game changed on that. Yes, Justin Fields had a spectacular play, which we'll talk about later, but that was the biggest play of that ballgame. And the Niners beat the Bears 33 to 22, covering in the process, covering the four and a half point uh, spread. Arizona minus four. On the road. 
my numbers come to three and a half. Right now I see two and a half Arizona. I got to tell you, really? how can you downgrade Arizona? Yeah. I mean, they really easily could have won that game. I mean, if the guy turns around and catches the ball in the end zone, I mean, I'm not the cast aspersions on him. I don't know what happened. But he easily could have won that game. They had three turnovers and still in it all the way to the end. You know I've been very slow to come around on Kyler Murray. Still am a little bit. Uh, definitely on Kingsbury, their coach. Uh, but nonetheless, um, geez, I, 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 my number came to three and a half years, four. Uh, it's two and a half, pretty much a blanket. What the hell? I'm an open three. Let's see if they want to take it. They probably will. This is the polar opposite of the last two weeks in the NFL. Like, I like way too many games this year, this week, and liked nothing, virtually nothing yeah. the last two weeks. You like Arizona? I, I, like, I like them Arizona. a little. A I like them bit. a little bit. I'm not yeah. going crazy, but I yeah, like I'm, them at yeah. two and a half. Like yeah. I said, my number comes to three and a half. I am going to open three. So there's, there's, you want to come down South Point in uh, half an hour? There's going to be a lot of half points for you. So. Jeff looks like he ate something bad. No, no, it's, that's a shame that the number's opening where it was because I was ready. If it was four, four and a half, San Francisco would have been a bet for me this week because I thought they should have won that game in, in Arizona while running the wing tee with Trey Lance. <laughs> that's right, the wing tee game. All right, Sunday night football. Yeah, the uh, right. the uh, the air kind of gets sucked out of this yeah. one with the Henry news, but Tennessee at the Rams. Yeah, so this is what I was saying earlier. And again, Derrick Henry to undergo an MRI today to find out the full extent of the injury. It also could be one of these situations. Let me just also point this out because I have some medical folks on the side sort of hinting here. But this is the Adam Schefter tweet from earlier that Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury during their 34-30 win win over Indianapolis yesterday. That according to ESPN. Jay Glazer adding later, hearing Derrick Henry broke fifth metatarsal on his foot, no bueno. So it also could be one of these things where if it is, you know, an injury, maybe it's also a he's out the rest of the regular season, mm-hmm. could be back for a postseason thing, which, you know, Tennessee's got six wins banked. They're six and two. But, man, is it going to be tough without Derrick Henry if that's the case. Best record in the AFC currently, Tennessee, at six and two. Tannehill was 22 of 32 for 265 yesterday in their win over the Colts. Three touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times, two carries for 26 yards. And Derrick Henry himself was 28 for 68. Again, little did we know he had the broken foot. A.J. Brown, 10 for 155 and a touchdown. Uh, Tennessee had a fourth and two at the Indianapolis 47, down 17 to 14, with 11.36 left in the third quarter. They went for it and converted it. Again, just a little fourth down quirks these days. Tennessee overcame 11 penalties for 161 yards yesterday. Still one. I was talking about this with uh, Michael Bonasano, who won the Booby Prize in uh, Circa Millions last year. Do you ever remember a team come back from more 14-point deficits than the Titans do? Just anecdotally. just seems that way. They're playing the Rams. Rams won. They, they crushed the Texans yesterday, but on the, on the final score, it was 38-22. to 22. They were up 38 to nothing. Stafford was 21 of 32 for 305, three touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Henderson Jr., 14 for 90 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, 7 for 115 and a touchdown. Van Jefferson, 3 for 88. Um, With Derrick Henry, and this is what I was saying earlier, not only is it a big loss for football if he can't play, and for the Tennessee Titans specifically, huge, but for sports bettors in a sport preflop ATS where it is just so difficult to find anything that doesn't end up being Plinko at the end, that was the one thing in the preflop markets that I think wasn't baked in properly. Like the we've the market has become so anti running back that I don't think it properly accounted for the the marvel that is Derrick Henry. Now without him, 
we lose that. You know, I think with him, the Rams were going to be a small... I would have guessed the Rams a smaller favorite than what probably would have been because I do that with the Titans every week. I I am more into them than the market is. But now without him, it's got to be Rams minus seven, right? Something like that. It's really seven and a half. I mean, I really hadn't had a chance to go through my power rating since the injury was announced. I had it five with Henry. I had it four with okay. Henry. You know, I mean, I, it's seven and a half. I guess that sounds okay. You know, it'd be worth at least two and a half, I'd say, in the points rate. A couple notes, though. Uh, first of all, Derrick Henry, how many more yards he has in the second place runner? Hundreds. It's like 350. Yeah. You know, that's all. Uh, but uh, that's on the other side, uh, Matthew Stafford, number one in both passer rating and QBR. Way number one in QBR. Passer rating, he's actually second behind Russell Wilson, who's not playing Tyrod Taylor who played a game and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I really think the Rams are playing some great football. I mean, I think you got to open seven and a half, see where it goes from there. I'm not sure what to say. By the way, uh, we haven't mentioned QBR in a couple moments here. Uh, Stafford, 75.5 yesterday. Uh, also, uh, for, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 85.6. Yeah. He played a hell of a game. He did. He absolutely did. We'll come back Monday Night Football, Survivor, what we like best. Guessing lines, numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, this is from Hello Person at Bleed Nucks Blue. Sent me a piece from uh, azcentral.com. Report Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray has an ankle sprain that could be a one- to three-week issue. Oh, wow. So okay. he was he was like, tread lightly, Gil. He's right. I should tread lightly. Yeah, that... Uh... Who's their backup? Uh, who is their backup? Who is the Cardinals' backup? Col- Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy oh, okay. ended competent up in Arizona. He's competent. And by the way, that's a great question for a lot of these teams. Like, did you know Trevor Simeon was the next guy off the bench in New Orleans? I had no idea. I had no clue. No clue whatsoever. This is from a Craig Parlay. I believe that's how it's pronounced. If the Saints make the playoffs with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, Peyton may be more deserving than Belichick. Craig Parlay, Jeff's... Jeff's dad. I don't Probably. think he's wrong. I don't think uh, he might not be wrong. Might not. Be might wrong, not be yeah. wrong. Might not be wrong at all. All right, Monday night football. What's we got? Monday night football. Chris Andrews, zombie Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> hosting the Chicago Bears. Boy, oh boy, the Bears three and five, the Steelers four and three. Justin Fields yesterday in the loss against San Francisco, nineteen of twenty-seven for one seventy-five, one touchdown, one pick, sacked four times, ten carries for one hundred three and a touchdown. That included the type of play that they hope in Chicago they will get to see from Justin Fields over and over again. It was fourth and one at the San Francisco twenty-two. The Bears were down twenty-three to sixteen, nine forty-three left in the game. They go for it, and Fields who looked like he was sacked about three different times on this play. The young, the, the, the play of his young career scrambles out, not only gets the first down, goes all the way to the house, and they went wild in Chicago. Still lost the game, didn't convert the extra point after that touchdown. Immediately after there, the most euphoric moment, they missed the extra point. Oh, God. They were 8 of 15 on third down. They did have a 37-11 to 22-49 time of possession edge, but all of that's very misleading when Debo's going 83 yards on a play. 324 total yards for the Bears in defeat. And then there's your Steelers, who we talked about. Beat the Browns 15-10. to 10. Don't know what Kevin Stefanski was doing late, not kicking a field goal. But nonetheless, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
They have been Roethlisberger 3.0 or whatever this is. Uh, they've won three states, three straight rather since a one and three start. Big yeah. Ben was 22 of 34 for 266, one touchdown, no pick, sacked twice. Najee. 26 for 91 on the ground and a touchdown, three catches for 29. Deontay Johnson, six catches for 98. Key play in this game, 3-3, three to three, fourth and nine at the Cleveland 10, 145 left in the second quarter. You thought this was going to be the key play because you thought Pittsburgh's going to lose this game because of a Fakakta fake field goal play where they send their great kicker, Chris Boswell, rolling out, throws a, you know, throw a pass to get a, uh, you know, a conversion. Excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, fake field goal, rather. To, instead of kicking the field goal to go up 6-3, to three, oh, let's get the conversion. Instead, he gets popped and concussed. And oh, by the way, the pass was incomplete. By the way, there's also a fourth and one at their own 48, down 10-3 to three with 6.26 left in the third quarter. They went for it and converted. Down 10-9, to nine, they had to go for two because of the Boswell injury, because he was concussed. And though they got it, they had a holding penalty. That negated it. So they went for two from the 12 failed. Then on the ensuing kickoff, they had to have their punter, Presley Harvin III, kicking the ball. What did he do on the kickoff? Kicked it out of bounds. The D did bail them out, though. So the Steelers got to the, to the victory, but it wasn't without overcoming all of that Michigas, which they did, luckily for the Steelers. All that said, now, are the Steelers going to be a popular survivor pick next week? Because I got them at about a six-point favorite here against Chicago. Well, it's six and a half. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to open six and a half. My power ratings come a little higher, eight. But I, you know, I don't trust the Steelers. Certainly, I don't, as a favorite. I don't trust them either. Yeah, not as a favorite. Certainly, uh, a couple comments on this game. You know, the Bears, they're going crazy now over Justin Fields. He had a good game. He looked pretty good. Great play. They're so desperate for a quarterback. Oh there. man! Just a quick little aside. Years ago, when Peyton Manning got hurt when he was playing with the Colts, Colts wound up being two and fourteen without Peyton. Some sports writer said. I'm going to vote Peyton Manning the MVP because it's obvious that he was so valuable. I mean, only a sports writer could come up with something that stupid to vote for a guy that didn't play. And I remember writing to this guy. He says, well, I'm going to vote for Sid Gilman because the Bears haven't had a quarterback since Sid Gilman left. They're so desperate for quarterbacks. I vote for slinging Sammy Ball every yeah, year okay, in Washington. Yeah. I mean, why not give the Sid Gilman vote on that same theory? Anyway, they're desperate for a quarterback. They did lose a game, did not cover. But I, I still raise them a little bit on my power ratings. Tell you what I did like about the Steelers. They ran the ball. That real young offensive line looked pretty good yesterday. I don't know. Let's not go crazy. But I think six and a half I think is fine. Like I said, even though my power ratings come a little higher, do not trust the Steelers as a favorite. Even though I got my Steeler tie on, where's the camera? Given to me by the great Roxy Roxbro. So Roxy wore this for you and for the Steelers. If we lost, this would still be in the closet. This show gave me inspiration to give you a Christmas gift, by the way, too. And it has nothing to do with your tie, but that's for another time. Okay. Um, all right. So here's the deal. My answer to my own question is I don't trust the Steelers or Survivor. If I, I can't even get there yet. I have to win tonight. All of, those, all of those of us who have the Chiefs, we have to get by that first. But we'll get to Survivor in a second. Uh, what do we like best then? So, though I like the Jets, you keep cautioning me, and I respect you, sir. So perhaps I should heed that caution. But I do like, uh, based on the numbers that we were talking about, we don't know what the story is with Houston, whether it's Davis Mills or Terod Taylor, so I can't really comment on that. But you're saying the New Orleans line against Atlanta was what? That's five and a half. I'm opening six. Okay, so I like New Orleans. 
I think I like the Raiders. What did you open the Raiders at the Giants? Well, I'm going to open three. I, I kind of like the Raiders too. I just don't want to mess around with that with the threes. You know, this this place with the three three and a half. Everything's eleven to ten. I don't want to mess with that right now. Sight unseen on the Giants, but it's three, and I think that's a cheap number on the Raiders. But of course, we have to see what happens tonight. So I'll say I'll say New Orleans based on the numbers. New Orleans, the Raiders. Um. Baltimore, and the Chargers. And maybe, no, I can't do that one now because knowing the, the Kyler Murray issue. So those are the four I like. Those are the four. You, I, I favor every one of those that you just said. Myself, I like the Colts. I know we're going to be heads uh, apart on that one. I like the Ravens, and I like the Saints. We, so we, we agree on two of them, we for match, sure. We match on the Ravens and, I and kinda, Saints. I kind of like... Um, the Raiders and Chargers. I'm not marking them down yet. I mean, but if unless the Giants really do something tonight, I, I would put myself with uh, the Raiders as well. Terrifies me that I like four of these. Again, polar opposite of the last two weeks. Parlay, what do you like? I think, uh, I'll take two favorites that are just shy of three off of Chris's numbers. I like the Bengals in a bounce back against Cleveland uh, laying two and a half, and I like the Chargers laying two and a half against an Eagle team that their three wins this year – have uh, come against Atlanta, a Sam Darnold implosion, and Detroit. The team is still terrible, guys. Yeah. Cincinnati has lost all three other games by a combined nine points. We all love the Chargers. You know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Well, what actually, could, what mean, could go wrong? Gillen means the Chargers win by one, and we don't cover. Uh, that's probably what'll happen. All right, then, and then again, again, I I haven't gotten by Survivor this week, so let me just caveat it with that. But if you look ahead to to next week. The, the biggest spreads on the board, therefore, will be Indianapolis hosting mm-hmm. the Jets, yeah. uh, Dallas hosting Denver. We don't know about Miami yet because we don't know who's playing quarterback for Houston. New Orleans is kind of biggish, but not really, five and a half, right? Buffalo's yeah. the biggest spread on the board at Jacksonville. Yeah. They're, the, they're the biggest one by far. Baltimore will be big hosting Minnesota. And there you go. And then there's Pittsburgh. Hosting Chicago. Those are the biggest spreads yeah. on the board. Yeah. So there's a lot of options, and none of them feel, besides Buffalo, none of them feel great. Well, of course, you, you can't use a team twice, so who haven't you used yet? Probably haven't used the Steelers yet. I have not. The only one uh, of those that I've used is the, the Colts. Okay. Yeah, you might not have used, uh, well, you probably haven't used the Dolphins yet. At one no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't used them. So there's a couple, a couple ways to go. Yeah. If, if it's Davis Mills... Do you do you play a one in seven Dolphins team in Survivor? Well, that's, Jeff is like not a chance. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I, I don't trust them any less than I trust the Steelers. I'm serious. That could be. Yeah, ridiculous. listen, I've seen this movie too many times. They win games they're not supposed to and lose games that's that right. they also are not supposed to. Let me just get past tonight, and then we can deal with all Survivor the rest of the week. Tomorrow on the show, Joe Pita. You don't want to miss that. About a whole array of topics. Um, We'll do that tomorrow. And baseball, the World Series continues. Thank you to Chrissy. Thank you to Jeff. Thank you for listening to Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 